This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Wednesday, December 21st. You're listening to WNBF. In Broome County Court, Peter A. Scott, age 75 of Binghamton, entered a plea of guilty to felony attempted assault in the second degree. Scott admitted that on the 22nd of June 2022, he did stab a 58-year-old male in the arm with a knife during a dispute at 138 Grand Avenue in the village of Johnson City. Scott has a lengthy criminal history, including a prior conviction for felony attempted robbery in 2019 in Broome County. He will be sentenced to one and a half to three years in New York State Prison on March 20th, 2023. Michael A. Korchak, Broome County District Attorney, said Mr. Scott has a history of violence and has not learned to control his behavior. A state prison sentence is the only way to protect the citizens of our community. The long-planned project to tear down five large buildings once used by IBM Endicott has received a big boost with a multi-million dollar grant from New York State. The village of Endicott is set to receive $6 million to help pay for the cost of demolition of 550,000 square feet of vacant industrial space along North Street. The buildings are part of the Huron campus. They're located east of McKinley Avenue. Mayor Linda Jackson on Tuesday afternoon said the award was the news we've been waiting for. She said she hoped the grant will help expedite the process of getting the unused buildings removed. According to the state announcement, the project will create a 10-acre shovel-ready site for anticipated new development in the industrial park. Chris Pelto, who manages the Endicott Properties for Phoenix Investors, last week told WMBF News he hoped the demolition project could get underway before the end of winter. The Binghamton Planning Commission has approved a project to convert part of a downtown office site into a place of worship, primarily for university students. The Ror Shabbat Center for Jewish Student Life of Vestal intends to develop the satellite facility on the first floor of a building at Wall and Henry Streets. The building now is used by Exila Technologies, which provides a range of business services. Rabbi Levi Slonim of the Shabbat Center said there's been an increased interest in providing worship and other opportunities downtown as the number of Binghamton University students living there has grown. Slonim said the organization offers services, classes, and social events for students and others in the community. Maxwell Leiser, age 35, of Ballston Spa, New York, pled guilty to drug and firearm charges and admitted to conspiring with the leader of a Schenectady-based drug trafficking organization to distribute cocaine base and heroin in Saratoga County. Leiser admitted that between December 2020 and April 2021, he conspired with Terrell M. Patrick, a.k.a. Light, to distribute approximately 465 grams of cocaine base and 198 grams of heroin in Saratoga County. Leiser further admitted that he unlawfully possessed three firearms and ammunition as a felon. Leiser faces at least 10 years and up to life in prison, a term of supervised release of at least five years and up to life, and a maximum fine of $10 million when he's sentenced by United States District Judge May A. Diagostino on April 20, 2023. Joshua Mallory, age 37, and Gary Greer, age 36, of Fort Lauderdale, Florida, pled guilty this week in federal court in Syracuse to conspiracy to commit bank fraud and aggravated identity theft. In pleading guilty, Mallory and Greer admitted that they were involved in a fraud scheme known as Felony Lane Gang between 2015 and 2020. Mallory, Greer, and their co-conspirators traveled across the country, breaking into cars, 
often targeting those parked by women at locations such as health and fitness centers, daycares, outdoor recreational parks, and dog parks. Mallory and Greer and other members of the conspiracy stole debit cards, credit cards, checkbooks, and photo identifications in these smash-and-grab vehicle thefts, and they used these stolen items to commit bank fraud by recruiting women to impersonate the smash-and-grab victims and drive through bank lanes and cash checks. The recruited check cashes were almost always suffering from an addiction to controlled substances and were provided payment, at least partially, in narcotics. Mallory and Greer each admitted that the loss amount from the conspiracy attributable to them is at least $95,000. The charges to which Mallory and Greer pled guilty carry a minimum sentence of two years in prison and a maximum sentence of 30 years, a fine of up to $1 million, and a supervised release term of up to five years. Mallory will be sentenced on May 1st, 2023, and Greer will be sentenced on April 19th, 2023. Mallory and Greer were two of nine men charged in a 13-count indictment for their roles in the scheme. Keyshawn Arnold, age 25, of Schenectady, New York, Terrell McDonald, age 32, of Troy, New York, and Tyrone Parker, age 40, of Fort Lauderdale, Florida, previously pled guilty for their roles in the indictment. Cedric L. Hudson, Jr., 36, of Syracuse, New York, pled guilty to possessing a firearm and ammunition as a convicted felon. Hudson was arrested in the town of DeWitt, New York, near Carrier Circle on October 17, 2022, when New York State troopers observed him driving erratically. He was stopped near a local gas station when it was learned his driver's license was suspended and a tow truck was called to remove his car. A search of the vehicle prior to it being towed located a 45 caliber semi-automatic handgun and seven rounds of 45 caliber ammunition in a magazine clip. Hudson was prohibited from possessing a firearm or ammunition. Having been previously convicted in Onondaga County Court of a felony drug offense in 2014, when arrested on October 17, 2022, Cedric Hudson was also the subject of a parole violation warrant from the state of North Carolina. Sentencing is scheduled for April 20, 2022 in Syracuse, New York, at which time the defendant faces a maximum sentence of 15 years in prison, a fine of up to $250,000, and a term of supervised release of up to three years. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. From the Galt BMW Studios, this is WMBF. Wrap up holiday savings on the ultimate driving machine at Galt BMW. So, how are things? Family good? Yeah. Yeah, we're doing well. well. Hey, we missed you at the game last week. Is everything all right? I uh, I just haven't been feeling like me lately. Okay. You know I'm here for you, right? And there's support too. That's a cut. Beautiful, fellas. Beautiful. Acting is one thing, talking about suicide in real life is another. In the military, you take challenges head on. And now it's your turn to do the same for our veterans. Be there for someone you care about. Learn how you can start the conversation at BeThereForVeterans.com. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a Town Square media station. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Good morning on this Wednesday, December 21st. 
It's 612. You're listening to WMBF's First News with myself, James Kelly. Time for an early morning check on traffic and weather. An update on Shenango Street under the I-81 bridge. Until the end of the month from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. daily, the New York State Department of Transportation is flagging alternate one-way traffic and opening both lanes of Shenango Street in the evening. We're going to have some lane restrictions in Susquehanna County, State Route 1005 in Thompson Township, 1018 in Franklin Township, 1037 in Great Bend Township, 3029 in Forest Lake Township, and various roads in Lenox Township. We'll have lane restrictions for road work like slide repair and brushing. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 17 degrees outside, wind chill has it at 9 degrees. Today mostly sunny with a high near 36. Tonight mostly cloudy, a low near 24. Tomorrow, a chance of rain and snow before 1 p.m., then rain, a high near 40 degrees, chance of rain 80%. Tomorrow night, rain, a low near 39 degrees, wind gusts as high as 40 miles per hour, chance of rain 100%. And Friday, rain before 1 p.m., then rain and snow between 1 p.m. and 2 p.m., and a chance of snow after 2 p.m., a high near 48 degrees, wind gusts as high as 39 miles per hour, chance of rain 100%. And Friday night, a chance of snow showers before 2 a.m., Mostly cloudy, a low near 6 degrees. Chance of rain, 50%. 614, you're listening to WMBF. When I add... WMBF. 616 on WMBF, time for a sports update. Emmanuel quickly scored 22 points. Jalen Brunson had 21 and the New York Knicks rolled to their eighth straight victory, beating the depleted Golden State Warriors 132-94. Quinton Grimes added 19 points, and R.J. Barrett had 18, as New York extended the longest current winning streak in the NBA. Julius Randle finished with 15 points and 12 rebounds, while Mitchell Robinson had 9 points and 11 rebounds. Jordan Poole scored 26 for the Warriors, who were without Steph Curry, Andrew Andrew Wiggins, and other key players. Knicks will be back in action tonight at 7.30 when they host the Toronto Raptors, looking to extend their winning streak to nine games. New York Rangers in action last night. Evgeny Malkin and Brian Rust each scored a power play goal as the Pittsburgh Penguins beat the New York Rangers 3-2 to stop their seven-game winning streak. It was the first meeting between the division rivals since New York rallied to win their first-round playoff series last season. Sidney Crosby scored his 18th goal and had an assist for the surging Penguins, who have won 8 of 9. Pittsburgh is 15-3-2 in its last 20 games overall. Tristan Jari made 26 saves and extended his winning streak to 7. He also has a career-best 13-game point streak. Chris Kreider scored twice for the Rangers. Igor Shesterkin stopped 21 shots, but lost on the road in regulation for the first time this season. Zach Wilson will start a quarterback for the New York Jets against the Jacksonville Jaguars tomorrow night. Coach Robert Salas says Mike White still hasn't been cleared by doctors to play as he recovers from broken ribs. Wilson has been taking the snaps with the starters during walkthrough practices this week. He'd been benched for three games to work on his mechanics and mental approach. He had an up-and-down performance in his return last Sunday in the Jets' 20-17 loss to Detroit. It was 18-35 of for 317 yards and two touchdowns. American League MVP Aaron Judge and the New York Yankees have finalized their $360 million nine-year contract, the third largest deal in baseball history. 
Judge hit 62 home runs last season to break the previous AL record of 61, set by the Yankees' Roger Maris in 1961. Judge's contract trails only Mike Trout's $426.5 million with the Los Angeles Angels for 2019 to 2031, and Mookie Betts' $365 million pact with the Los Angeles Dodgers for 2021 through 2032. Judge's $40 million average annual salary is the highest for a position player behind only New York Mets pitchers Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander at $43.3 million. And Justin Verlander, speaking to him, says owner Steve Cohen and his willingness to spend his hedge fund fortune on building a World Series contender is the reason he joined the New York Mets. The team introduced Verlander at a news conference on Tuesday. He agreed to a $86.7 million two-year contract on December 5th. It's part of an off-season spending spree in which the Mets had committed $476.7 million on seven free agents and added starting pitchers Kodai Senga and Jose Quintana. Verlander turns 40 in February and will take Jacob deGrom's spot in the rotation. Now the biggest news, the biggest sports news in New York, Carlos Correa. Maybe some people hearing about this for the first time. Carlos Correa and the San Francisco Giants had a little issue with his physical exam. And now Carlos Correa will be joining the New York Mets on a 12-year, $315 million deal. A smaller deal than he would have gotten from the San Francisco Giants. But something went wrong in the medical. Apparently it wasn't his back. Correa is known for having some back issues, which maybe led teams away from him in last offseason when he ended up taking a three-year deal with the Twins with multiple opt-outs and opted out after the first season to get a mega contract. So it's the big news. Carlos Correa, he's going to play third base for the Mets. They're going to keep Francisco Lindor at shortstop. Apparently whatever showed up in his physical and didn't concern the Mets as much. And getting him a little bit cheaper than the San Francisco Giants did. So now when you look at the Mets, it's tough to argue that they don't have the best rotation in baseball and the best lineup in baseball. They're certainly in the conversation for both of those things. Now with Francisco Lindor, Carlos Correa, and Pete Alonso all in a row. It's a good heart of the order for the Mets. And a lot of depth with Starling Marte at the top, Jeff McNeil, Brandon Nimmo returning. A big offseason for the Mets. 621 on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Jim Ryan with Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. A four-day slump was finally broken on Tuesday, but just barely. The Dow Jones gained 92 points to finish the session at 32,849. The S&P rose a tenth of a percent. The Nasdaq ended a fraction above its Monday close. Those market moves came after Japan's central bank joined others around the world in raising the cap on a benchmark interest rate. That decision by the Bank of Japan pushed up the yield on the 10-year Treasury note in this country 10 basis points. Nike surprised Wall Street with a quarterly report that showed revenues of $13.32 billion and earnings of 85 cents a share. CFO Matt Friend says he now sees Nike revenue growing for the full fiscal year. Chemical giant 3M says it'll stop making so-called forever chemicals by 2025. They earned the nickname for how long they stick around in the environment. Many have been linked to health problems from cancer to low birth weights. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Something. News Radio 
624 on WMBF. Now time for A Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Human intuition is a very real thing. You can even strengthen your intuition with a little bit of mindfulness and practice. Dr. Dara Harris is a former assistant professor of psychiatry at Washington University School of Medicine in St. Louis. She now works as the assistant director of applied performance research for the Toronto Blue Jays. The ability to make quick, intuitive decisions is based on creating and cultivating self-trust, she says. And developing your inner voice is an ongoing process that requires two steps. Number one. Learn to listen to yourself. Two, engage in a regular reflection process. It may seem counterintuitive to review intuitive decision-making, Harris says. But if some outcomes weren't successful, there needs to be a strategy shift. Remember that intuition is drawing from a well of accumulated experience and knowledge. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're starting to speak another language, like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. And they're designed by real language teachers, so you learn how to have real-world conversations, things you'll actually use. It's incredible. After using Babbel, I'm ready to start having real conversations in French. There's all kinds of ways to learn. Use Babbel's podcasts or games or videos. You can even join live classes with a language teacher. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. 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 Évidemment. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. I never... Six twenty-seven on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. An update on Shenango Street under the I-81 bridge. Until the end of the month, from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. daily, the New York State Department of Transportation is flagging alternate one-way traffic and opening both lanes of Shenango Street in the evening. We're going to have some lane restrictions in Susquehanna County this week. State Route 1005 in Thompson Township, 1018 in Franklin Township, 1037 in Great Bend Township. 3029 in Forest Lake Township and various roads in Lenox Township will have lane restrictions for road work like brushing and slide repair. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 17 degrees outside. Windchill has it at 9 degrees. Today mostly sunny with a high near 36. Tonight mostly cloudy, a low near 24. Tomorrow a chance of rain and snow before 1 p.m. Then rain, a high near 40 degrees, chance of rain 80%. Tomorrow night, rain, a low near 39 degrees. Wind gusts as high as 40 miles per hour, chance of rain 100%. And Friday, rain before 1 p.m., then rain and snow between 1 p.m. and 2 p.m., then a chance of snow after 2 p.m. A high near 48 degrees. Wind gusts as high as 39 miles per hour, 100% chance of rain. Friday night, chance of snow showers before 2 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 6 degrees, chance of snow 50%. 629. You're listening to WMBF. Do you? WMBF. 6.30 on WMBF. Now time for an ABC Entertainment Update. 
Entertainment News. We're going back to Paris for the holidays. We always talk about work-life balance, and right now I'm all about life. The new season of Emily in Paris drops today, and keep in mind while you're watching Lily Collins struggle to speak French as her character, the real Collins actually speaks French pretty well. It's a little bit difficult to pretend like you don't know how to say something like, in no. a way that you know it, but mm -hmm. the, yeah, and to mispronounce it over and over and over again, it's like, I just want to... I just want to answer it fully in French. So um, it is tricky. All episodes of season three of Emily in Paris are out today on Netflix. DC and Warner Brothers recently announced a revamp of the studio's comic book movies. Phase one is coming, and we're learning that will not include Dwayne Johnson's Black Adam character. I kneel before no one. A sequel could happen down the line, though. But we do have a date for a Twister sequel, summer 2024. And Hollywood legend Jane Fonda is 85 today. We are not done yet. Jason Athenson, ABC News, Hollywood. Looking. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Wednesday, December 21st. You're listening to WNBF. In Broome County Court, Peter A. Scott, age 75 of Binghamton, entered a plea of guilty to felony attempted assault in the second degree. Scott admitted that on the 22nd of June 2022, he did stab a 58-year-old male in the arm with a knife during a dispute at 138 Grand Avenue in the village of Johnson City. Scott has a lengthy criminal history, including a prior conviction for felony attempted robbery in 2019 in Broome County. He will be sentenced to one and a half to three years in New York State Prison on March 20th, 2023. Michael A. Korchak, Broome County District Attorney, said Mr. Scott has a history of violence and has not learned to control his behavior. A state prison sentence is the only way to protect the citizens of our community. The long-planned project to tear down five large buildings once used by IBM Endicott has received a big boost with a multi-million dollar grant from New York State. The village of Endicott is set to receive $6 million to help pay for the cost of demolition of 550,000 square feet of vacant industrial space along North Street, the buildings are part of the Huron campus. They're located east of McKinley Avenue. Mayor Linda Jackson on Tuesday afternoon said the award was the news we've been waiting for. She said she hoped the grant will help expedite the process of getting the unused buildings removed. According to the state announcement, the project will create a 10-acre shovel-ready site for anticipated new development in the industrial park. Chris Pelto, who manages the Endicott Properties for Phoenix Investors, Last week told WMBF News he hoped the demolition project could get underway before the end of winter. The Binghamton Planning Commission has approved a project to convert part of a downtown office site into a place of worship primarily for university students. The Ror Shabbat Center for Jewish Student Life of Vestal intends to develop the satellite facility on the first floor of a building at Wall and Henry Streets. The building now is used by Exila Technologies, which provides a range of business services. Rabbi Levi Slonim of the Shabbat Center said there's been an increased interest in providing worship and other opportunities downtown as the number of Binghamton University students living there has grown. Slonim said the organization offers services, classes, and social events for students and others in the community. Maxwell Leiser, age 35, of Ballston Spa, New York, pled guilty to drug and firearm charges and admitted to conspiring with the leader of a Schenectady-based drug trafficking organization to distribute cocaine base and heroin in Saratoga County. Leiser admitted that between December 2020 and April 2021, he conspired with Terrell M. Patrick, a.k.a. Light, 
to distribute approximately 465 grams of cocaine base and 198 grams of heroin in Saratoga County. Leiser further admitted that he unlawfully possessed three firearms and ammunition as a felon. Leiser faces at least 10 years and up to life in prison, a term of supervised release of at least five years and up to life, and a maximum fine of $10 million when he's sentenced by United States District Judge May A. Diagostino on April 20th, 2023. Joshua Mallory, age 37, and Gary Greer, age 36, of Fort Lauderdale, Florida, pled guilty this week in federal court in Syracuse to conspiracy to commit bank fraud and aggravated identity theft. In pleading guilty, Mallory and Greer admitted that they were involved in a fraud scheme known as Felony Lane Gang between 2015 and 2020. Mallory, Greer, and their co-conspirators traveled across the country, breaking into cars, often targeting those parked by women at locations such as health and fitness centers, daycares, outdoor recreational parks, and dog parks. Mallory and Greer and other members of the conspiracy stole debit cards, credit cards, checkbooks, and photo identifications in these smash-and-grab vehicle thefts, and they used these stolen items to commit bank fraud by recruiting women to impersonate the smash-and-grab victims and drive through bank lanes and cash checks. The recruited check caches were almost always suffering from an addiction to controlled substances and were provided payment, at least partially, in narcotics. Mallory and Greer each admitted that the loss amount from the conspiracy attributable to them is at least $95,000. The charges to which Mallory and Greer pled guilty carry a minimum sentence of two years in prison and a maximum sentence of 30 years, a fine of up to $1 million, and a supervised release term of up to five years. Mallory will be sentenced on May 1st, 2023, and Greer will be sentenced on April 19th, 2023. Mallory and Greer were two of nine men charged in a 13-count indictment for their roles in the scheme. Keyshawn Arnold, age 25, of Schenectady, New York, Terrell McDonald, age 32, of Troy, New York, and Tyrone Parker, age 40, of Fort Lauderdale, Florida, previously pled guilty for their roles in the indictment. Cedric L. Hudson, Jr., 36, of Syracuse, New York, pled guilty to possessing a firearm and ammunition as a convicted felon. Hudson was arrested in the town of DeWitt, New York, near Carrier Circle on October 17, 2022, when New York State troopers observed him driving erratically. He was stopped near a local gas station when it was learned his driver's license was suspended and a tow truck was called to remove his car. A search of the vehicle prior to it being towed located a 45 caliber semi-automatic handgun and seven rounds of 45 caliber ammunition in a magazine clip. Hudson was prohibited from possessing a firearm or ammunition. Having been previously convicted in Onondaga County Court of a felony drug offense in 2014, when arrested on October 17, 2022, Cedric Hudson was also the subject of a parole violation warrant from the state of North Carolina. Sentencing is scheduled for April 20th, 2022 in Syracuse, New York, at which time the defendant faces a maximum sentence of 15 years in prison, a fine of up to $250,000, and a term of supervised release of up to three years. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. Hey, there he is. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand or what? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. Are you okay? I'm having a stroke. Your face looks weird too. I'm having a stroke. Are you having a seizure or something? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. I'm having a stroke. You just need to know the sudden signs. Look for FAST, F-A-S-T. 
F. Face drooping. A. Arm weakness. Or S. Speech difficulty. Then T. Time. Time to call 911 immediately because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment. And that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. Know the sudden signs. Face, arm, speech, time. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Six forty on WMBF. You're listening to First News with myself, James Kelly. And a lot of stuff coming up in the Binghamton area that WMBF is involved with. Binghamton on Tap Craft Beer Festival Saturday, March 25th. Moving to the arena this year. Tickets are on sale right now and start at sixty dollars for VIP and forty three dollars for general admission. So you want to get those tickets before the price goes up because it will when we get closer to the event. And more people start to realize, oh, Binghamton on Tap Craft Beer Festival. That actually sounds pretty fun. A simple supply and demand. you got to get those tickets while supply is high and demand is low. Because you don't want to find yourself March 24th saying, you know what? Tomorrow I feel like going to the Binghamton on Tap Craft Beer Festival. And tickets are much more expensive than the $60 for VIP and $43 for general admission we have right now. And you'll think back to this moment. And you'll say, I should have listened to James. I should have gotten my tickets earlier. We've also teamed up with Fox 40 for the Clubhouse card. This is your opportunity to play 30 of the area's best golf courses. You'll also get six buckets of balls at Greater Golf Training Center and Pro Shop, and all for under $170. Got to find ways to make the game of golf more affordable. It's an expensive game. Clubs alone are running a couple hundred dollars if you get really bad clubs. Well, really nice clubs are going to run you a lot more than that. And just playing. Just playing is expensive to go out to a golf course. So you want to get this deal, and you get six buckets of balls at Greater Golf Training Center. So in case you're like me, and you can't hit the ball straight, well, that's a lot of practice balls. That's hundreds, hundreds of practice balls. And you can get yourself on one of the area's 30 best golf courses and look like you know what you're doing. I really impress everybody. Take all your friends out to go golfing and tell everybody beforehand, you know what, I'm really not much of a golfer. And just crush the ball 300, 300 yards down the drive, right down the fairway, lands right on the green. It's a good feeling right there. That's what you get with that six buckets of balls of practice. 643, you're listening to WMBF. One of the top. The thing is, I would never give blood before. You know, before this happened to me, I thought of every excuse in the book, but I'm so thankful that everybody didn't think the way I did, or I would have died. Like so many new mothers, Noelle needed blood during the birth of her son. Thanks to the American Red Cross and a donor like you, it was there. One donation, just an hour of your time, can help save up to three lives. Please sign up to give now at redcrossblood.org. If you served honorably in our nation's armed forces and you're looking for a way to continue serving your fellow veterans in your community, then join AMVETS. Each year, AMVETS members volunteer millions of hours at VA healthcare facilities from coast to coast, helping to improve the lives of their fellow veterans through the VA Voluntary Services Program. AMVETS posts and departments also participate in a wide variety of community service projects, ranging from Americanism in our schools to supporting the Special Olympics and Boy Scouts of America. If you no longer wear the uniform today, you can still serve through the AMVETS by joining today at amvets.org. 
6.46 on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. An update on Shenango Street under the I-81 bridge. Until the end of the month from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. daily, the New York State Department of Transportation is flagging alternate one-way traffic and opening both lanes of Shenango Street in the evening. We're going to have some lane restrictions in Susquehanna County, State Route 1005 in Thompson Township, 1018 in Franklin Township, 1037 in Great Bend Township, 3029 in Forest Lake Township, and various roads in Lenox Township. We'll have lane restrictions for road work like slide repair and brushing. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 17 degrees outside. Wind chill has it at 9 degrees. Today mostly sunny, a high near 36 Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low near 24. Tomorrow, chance of rain and snow before noon, then rain, a high near 40 degrees, chance of rain 80%. Tomorrow night, rain, a low near 39 degrees, wind gusts as high as 40 miles per hour, chance of rain 100%. And Friday, rain before noon, then rain and snow between noon and 1 p.m., then a chance of snow after 1 p.m., a high near 48 degrees, wind gusts as high as 38 miles per hour, chance of rain 100%. Friday night, a chance of snow showers before 1 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 6 degrees, chance of snow 30%. 6.47, you're listening to WMBF. The ba- Ladies and gentlemen, we're back live at the National Butt-Out Finals. A.J. Langer is all fired up, and there he goes. It's out. He put his butt out in 2.6 seconds. Lori is with A.J. Lori? A.J., how did you get your butt out so quick? Well, I learned the hard way. I burnt the house down. If you smoke, put it out all the way, every time. Smoking is the number one cause of preventable home fire deaths. Check out usfa.dhs.gov smoking. A message from the U.S. Fire Administration and firefighters everywhere. on WMBF. Now time for Kim Commando. Have you ever seen the handwriting of a medical doctor that was, well, decipherable? Hats off to the pharmacists who decode prescriptions every single day. But there's another set of prying eyes that are looking, or soon will be, as even more of your private life evaporates. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by CarShield. Their protection plans could save you thousands. Go to carshield.com slash Kim to save 10%. Deductible may apply. Now then, who would you guess those prying eyes belong to? I'm sure most guessed Google, and you would be right. Here's Google's official statement. A Google AI system will, quoting now, act as an assistive technology for digitizing handwritten medical documents by augmenting the humans in the loop, such as pharmacists. Get that? Augmenting humans in the loop. You know, it's been pretty well the past hundred years or so that you, your doctor, and your pharmacist weren't just part of the loop. They were the loop. You could win a $500 Amazon.com gift card. Enter to win right now at commando.com slash win. That's commando.com slash win. Over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package theft spike. That's why now is the best time to secure a home with award-winning home security. I use Simply Safe at my home and recommend it to everybody. Make it your resolution to start the new year with greater peace of mind for you and your family. In an emergency, Simply Safe's professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology. This captures critical evidence and verifies that the threat is real so you can get priority police response. And Simply Safe provides whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. 
all for under a dollar a day, less than half the price of ADT. With their top-rated app, stay in complete control of your system. Arm or disarm, unlock it for a guest. Access your cameras or adjust system settings. Customize the perfect system for your home at simplysafekim.com. Go today and claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off your order with interactive monitoring. That's simplysafekim.com. There's no safe like Simply Safe. I got smart about mortgages. Now it's my house I go home to. I got smart about credit cards. Now paper or plastic has a whole new meaning. When it comes to your money, whatever you want to get smart about, you can find it at smartaboutmoney.org. Smartaboutmoney.org is a free online resource from the National Endowment for Financial Education. We're an independent nonprofit foundation dedicated to helping people just like you get sound information about money. Smartaboutmoney.org. It's the easy place to start when you want to get smart do you know students when i call the reason for your absences throughout the years please exit the auditorium without your high school diploma <clears throat> too tired family trip sick day Starting the holidays early. Starting in the sixth grade, students who miss 18 days or more of school in a year for any reason will fall behind and risk not graduating high school. How many days of school has your child missed this year? Absences add up. Keep track at boostattendance.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. Six fifty four on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Emmanuel quickly scored twenty two points. Jalen Brunson had twenty one, and the New York Knicks rolled to their eighth straight victory, beating the depleted Golden State Warriors one thirty two to ninety four. Quentin Grimes added nineteen points, and R J Barrett had eighteen as New York extended the longest current winning streak in the NBA. Julius Randle finished with 15 points and 12 rebounds, while Mitchell Robinson had 9 points and 11 rebounds. Jordan Poole scored 26 points for the Warriors, who are without Steph Curry, Andrew Wiggins, and other key players. New York Knicks will be back in action tonight at 7.30 when they host the Toronto Raptors. The Knicks now 18-13 and 13 on the year, 6th in the Eastern Conference. New York Rangers in action. Evgeny Malkin and Brian Rust each scored a power play goal as the Pittsburgh Penguins beat the New York Rangers 3-2 to stop their seven-game winning streak. It was the first meeting between the division rivals since New York rallied to win their first-round playoff series last season. Sidney Crosby scored his 18th goal and had an assist for the surging Penguins, who have won 8 of 9. Pittsburgh is 15-3-2 in its last 20 games overall. Tristan Jari made 26 saves and extended his winning streak to seven. He also had a career-best 13-game point streak. Chris Kreider scored twice for the Rangers. Igor Shesterkin stopped 21 shots, but lost on the road in regulation for the first time this season. Some football news. Zach Wilson will start at quarterback for the New York Jets against the Jacksonville Jaguars on Thursday night football. Coach Robert Salas says Mike White still hasn't been cleared by doctors to play as he recovers from broken ribs. Wilson has been taking the snaps with the starters during walkthrough practices this week. He'd been benched for three games to work on his mechanics and mental approach. He had an up-and-down performance in his return last Sunday in the Jets' 20-17 loss to Detroit. He was 18 of 35 for 317 yards and two touchdowns. American League MVP Aaron Judge and the New York Yankees have finalized their $360 million nine-year contract, the third largest deal in baseball history. 
Judge hit 62 homers last season to break the previous AL record of 61, set by the Yankees' Roger Maris in 1961. Judge's contract trails only Mike Trout's $426.5 million deal with the Los Angeles Angels for 2019-2031, to and Mookie Betts' $365 million pact with the Los Angeles Dodgers for 2021-2032. through Judge's $40 million average salary is the highest for a position player, behind only New York Mets pitchers Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander at $43.3 million. And Justin Verlander, speaking to him, says owner Steve Cohen and his willingness to spend his hedge fund fortune on building a World Series contender is the reason he joined the New York Mets. The team introduced Verlander at a news conference yesterday. He agreed to an $86.7 million two-year contract on December 5th. It's part of an off-season spending spree in which the Mets have committed $476.7 million on seven free agents and added starting pitchers Kodai Senga and Jose Quintana. Verlander turns 40 in February and will take Jacob deGrom's spot in the rotation. And the big news of all New York sports, of all baseball, Carlos Correa. After having a little dispute about his physical with the San Francisco Giants, he had signed a mega contract with them is now signing with the New York Mets. Carlos Correa, a New York Met. He's going to play third base for the Mets. They're going to keep Francisco Lindor at shortstop. Even though Correa, in his own right, is a very good defensive shortstop. Francisco Lindor, a gold glover there. So Carlos Correa moving to third base for the Mets. Gives them one of the better lineups in all of baseball, on top of an already incredibly strong pitching staff. So Mets right now, if you had to pick a team that was the favorite for the World Series, well, it's hard to pick against the Mets. Now, both the Mets and the Yankees look like teams that are capable of winning 100 games in the regular season and getting first-round buys in the postseason. A good deal for the Mets. Now, what does that do for former Binghamton Rumble Pony Brett Beatty? Well, he just became one of the most valuable trade assets in Major League Baseball. After signing Carlos Correa to a 12-year, $315 million deal to play third base, the Mets don't exactly have a use for Brett Beatty a minor league third baseman in AAA right now, as good a prospect as he might be. The Mets' number two overall prospect, Francisco Alvarez, a catcher, their number one prospect, expected to join the Mets at some point this year. But Brett Beatty, trade bait now. 659, you're listening to WMBF. Who's this is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Closing out hour number one of WNBF's first news with myself, James Kelly. We've got two more hours to go before we hand it off to Bob Joseph for Binghamton Now. ABC News coming up next. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Wednesday, December 21st. You're listening to WNBF. In Broome County Court, Peter A. Scott, age 75 of Binghamton, entered a plea of guilty to felony attempted assault in the second degree. Scott admitted that on the 22nd of June 2022, he did stab a 58-year-old male in the arm with a knife during a dispute at 138 Grand Avenue in the village of Johnson City. Scott has a lengthy criminal history, including a prior conviction for felony attempted robbery in 2019 in Broome County. He will be sentenced to one and a half to three years in New York State Prison on March 20th, 2023. Michael A. Korchak, Broome County District Attorney, 
said Mr. Scott has a history of violence and has not learned to control his behavior. A state prison sentence is the only way to protect the citizens of our community. The long-planned project to tear down five large buildings once used by IBM Endicott has received a big boost with a multi-million dollar grant from New York State. The village of Endicott is set to receive $6 million to help pay for the cost of demolition of 550,000 square feet of vacant industrial space along North Street. The buildings are part of the Huron campus. They're located east of McKinley Avenue. Mayor Linda Jackson on Tuesday afternoon said the award was the news we've been waiting for. She said she hoped the grant will help expedite the process of getting the unused buildings removed. According to the state announcement, the project will create a 10-acre shovel-ready site for anticipated new development in the industrial park. Chris Pelto, who manages the Endicott Properties for Phoenix Investors, last week told WMBF News he hoped the demolition project could get underway before the end of winter. The Binghamton Planning Commission has approved a project to convert part of a downtown office site into a place of worship, primarily for university students. The Ror Shabbat Center for Jewish Student Life of Vestal intends to develop the satellite facility on the first floor of a building at Wall and Henry Streets. The building now is used by Exila Technologies, which provides a range of business services. Rabbi Levi Slonim of the Shabbat Center said there's been an increased interest in providing worship and other opportunities downtown as the number of Binghamton University students living there has grown. Slonim said the organization offers services, classes, and social events for students and others in the community. Maxwell Leiser, age 35, of Ballston Spa, New York, pled guilty to drug and firearm charges and admitted to conspiring with the leader of a Schenectady-based drug trafficking organization to distribute cocaine base and heroin in Saratoga County. Leiser admitted that between December 2020 and April 2021, he conspired with Terrell M. Patrick, a.k.a. Light, to distribute approximately 465 grams of cocaine base and 198 grams of heroin in Saratoga County. Leiser further admitted that he unlawfully possessed three firearms and ammunition as a felon. Leiser faces at least 10 years and up to life in prison, a term of supervised release of at least five years and up to life, and a maximum fine of $10 million when he's sentenced by United States District Judge May A. Diagostino on April 20th, 2023. Joshua Mallory, age 37, and Gary Greer, age 36, of Fort Lauderdale, Florida, pled guilty this week in federal court in Syracuse to conspiracy to commit bank fraud and aggravated identity theft. In pleading guilty, Mallory and Greer admitted that they were involved in a fraud scheme known as Felony Lane Gang between 2015 and 2020. Mallory, Greer, and their co-conspirators traveled across the country, breaking into cars, often targeting those parked by women at locations such as health and fitness centers, daycares, outdoor recreational parks, and dog parks. Mallory and Greer and other members of the conspiracy stole debit cards, credit cards, checkbooks, and photo identifications in these smash-and-grab vehicle thefts, and they used these stolen items to commit bank fraud by recruiting women to impersonate the smash-and-grab victims and drive through bank lanes and cash checks. The recruited check caches were almost always suffering from an addiction to controlled substances and were provided payment, at least partially, in narcotics. Mallory and Greer each admitted that the loss amount from the conspiracy attributable to them is at least $95,000. The charges to which Mallory and Greer pled guilty carry a minimum sentence of two years in prison and a maximum sentence of 30 years, a fine of up to $1 million, and a supervised release term of up to five years. 
Mallory will be sentenced on May 1st, 2023, and Greer will be sentenced on April 19th, 2023. Mallory and Greer were two of nine men charged in a 13-count indictment for their roles in the scheme. Keyshawn Arnold, age 25, of Schenectady, New York, Terrell McDonald, age 32, of Troy, New York, and Tyrone Parker, age 40, of Fort Lauderdale, Florida, previously pled guilty for their roles in the indictment. Cedric L. Hudson, Jr., 36, of Syracuse, New York, pled guilty to possessing a firearm and ammunition as a convicted felon. Hudson was arrested in the town of DeWitt, New York, near Carrier Circle on October 17, 2022, when New York State troopers observed him driving erratically. He was stopped near a local gas station when it was learned his driver's license was suspended and a tow truck was called to remove his car. A search of the vehicle prior to it being towed located a 45 caliber semi-automatic handgun and seven rounds of 45 caliber ammunition in a magazine clip. Hudson was prohibited from possessing a firearm or ammunition. Having been previously convicted in Onondaga County Court of a felony drug offense in 2014, when arrested on October 17, 2022, Cedric Hudson was also the subject of a parole violation warrant from the state of North Carolina. Sentencing is scheduled for April 20, 2022 in Syracuse, New York, at which time the defendant faces a maximum sentence of 15 years in prison, a fine of up to $250,000, and a term of supervised release of up to three years. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WMBF Binghamton, now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. Imagine a world where bullying isn't considered a normal part of childhood. A world where I'm not afraid to go to school. <laughs> to speak out. To be myself. Loser. A world where I'm not afraid to be caught alone. We have the power to stop the bullying. Speak out. Speak up. Educate. Find out what to look for and how you can make a difference at bullying.org. Bullying is not kids being kids. It's not about good homes or bad homes. It's not a normal part of growing up. I shouldn't be afraid to get on the school bus. To turn on my computer. Message. I walk to my locker. Did you know that a bully will stop his or her behavior in 10 seconds when their peers speak up? Use your voice. Hey, leave them alone. We have the power to stop bullying. Find out more at bullying.org. Bullying.org. Where you're not alone. Where you're not alone. Where you're not alone. News Radio 1290 WMBF. 7-12 on WMBF. You're listening to hour number two of First News with myself, James Kelly. Time for a check on traffic and weather. An update on Shenango Street under the I-81 bridge. Until the end of the month from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. daily, the New York State Department of Transportation is flagging alternate one-way traffic and opening both lanes of Shenango Street in the evening. We're going to have some lane restrictions in Susquehanna County, State Route 1005 in Thompson Township, 1018 in Franklin Township, 1037 in Great Bend Township, 3029 in Forest Lake Township, and various roads in Lenox Township. We'll have lane restrictions for road work like slide repair and brushing. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 18 degrees outside. Today mostly sunny with a high near 36. Tonight mostly cloudy, a low near 24. Tomorrow chance of rain and snow before noon, then rain. A high near 40 degrees, chance of rain 80%. 
Tomorrow night, rain, a low near 39 degrees, wind gusts as high as 40 miles per hour, chance of rain 100%. And Friday, rain before noon, then rain and snow between noon and 1 p.m., and a chance of snow after 1 p.m., a high near 48 degrees, wind gusts as high as 38 miles per hour, chance of rain 100%. Friday night, chance of snow showers before 1 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 6 degrees, chance of snow 30%. 7.14, you're listening to WMBF. Tax refund. on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Emmanuel quickly scored 22 points. Jalen Brunson had 21. And the New York Knicks rolled to their eighth straight victory, beating the depleted Golden State Warriors 132-94. Quinton Grimes added 19 points and R.J. Barrett had 18, as New York extended the longest current winning streak in the NBA. Julius Randle finished with 15 points and 12 rebounds, while Mitchell Robinson had 9 points and 11 rebounds. Jordan Poole scored 26 points for the Warriors, who are without Steph Curry, Andrew Wiggins, and other key players. The Knicks will be back in action tonight at 7.30 when they host the Toronto Raptors. The Knicks now 18-13 and 13 on the year, ranked 6th in the Eastern Conference. New York Rangers in action. Evgeny Malkin and Brian Rust each scored a power play goal as the Pittsburgh Penguins beat the New York Rangers 3-2 to stop their seven-game winning streak. It was the first meeting between the division rivals since New York rallied to win their first-round playoff series last season. Sidney Crosby scored his 18th goal and had an assist for the surging Penguins, who have won 8 of 9. Pittsburgh is 15-3-2 in its last 20 games overall. Tristan Jari made 26 saves and extended his winning streak to 7. He also has a career-best 13-game point streak. Chris Kreider scored twice for the Rangers. Igor Shesterkin stopped 21 shots but lost on the road in regulation for the first time this season. Some football news. Zach Wilson will start at quarterback for the New York Jets against the Jacksonville Jaguars on Thursday night football this week. Coach Robert Salas says Mike White still hasn't been cleared by doctors to play as he recovers from broken ribs. Wilson has been taking these snaps with the starters during walkthrough practices this week, and he had been benched for three games to work on his mechanics and mental approach. Wilson had an up-and-down performance in his return last Sunday in the Jets' 20-17 loss to Detroit. He was 18-35 of for 317 yards and two touchdowns. American League MVP Aaron Judge and the New York Yankees have finalized their $360 million nine-year contract, the third-largest deal in baseball history. Judge hit 62 homers last season to break the previous AL record of 61, set by the Yankees' Roger Maris in 1961. Judge's contract trails only Mike Trout's $426.5 million deal with the Los Angeles Angels and Mookie Betts' $365 million pact with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Judge's $40 million average salary is the highest for a position player behind only New York Mets pitchers Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander at $43.33 million. And Justin Verlander being introduced in the press conference yesterday says Steve says owner Steve Cohen and his willingness to spend his hedge fund fortune on building a World Series contender is the reason he joined the New York Mets. Verlander agreed to an $86.7 million two-year contract on December 5th. It's part of an off-season spending spree for the Mets. Well, they spent on Kodai Senga and Jose Quintana in addition to Verlander rounding out their pitching rotation. Verlander turning 40 in February 
will take DeGrom's spot in the rotation. And the big news in the baseball world, in a wild twist overnight, Carlos Correa has agreed to sign with the New York Mets hours after his pending deal with the San Francisco Giants fell apart. The New York Post, citing anonymous sources, was first to report early Wednesday that the prized free agent shortstop agreed to a $315 million 12-year contract to play third base for the big spending Mets, subject to a medical evaluation, which became an issue with the Giants. ESPN also reported the terms of Correa's agreement with New York, citing an anonymous source. Mets owner Steve Cohen told the Post that Correa d- that the Correa deal puts his team over the top. Cohen and Correa's agent, Scott Boris, negotiated the agreement together in Hawaii, according to the Post. Now, that anonymous source for the New York Post was a John Heyman report. So the anonymous source is likely Scott Boris himself announcing that Carlos Correa going to the New York Mets, taking a little bit of a lesser deal with the Mets. He had more money guaranteed with the Giants. Now only $315 million for 12 years with the Jets, and he's going to play third base for the Mets, keeping Francisco Lindor at shortstop. Now Correa, a very good defensive shortstop in his own right, but Francisco Lindor, one of the better shortstops in all of baseball defensively. And what does that do for Brett Beatty, one of my favorite prospects, a former Binghamton Rumble Pony from this year? Well, Brett Beatty becomes maybe the most valuable trade asset in Major League Baseball. Maybe not the most valuable, but among those top valuable assets. Since if you sign Correa for 12 years, well, you have no use for Brett Beatty, a third baseman in the minor leagues, despite how good of a prospect he is. You can't move him over to first base because you got Pete Alonso over there. And you're not going to take a third baseman and put him at second base, especially when you have Jeff McNeil there. So Brett Beatty, a trade piece for the Mets now. It'll be interesting to see what they do with him. 722 on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Jim Ryan with Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. A four-day slump was finally broken on Tuesday, but just barely. The Dow Jones gained 92 points to finish the session at 32,849. The S&P rose a tenth of a percent. The Nasdaq ended a fraction above its Monday close. Those market moves came after Japan's central bank joined others around the world in raising the cap on a benchmark interest rate. That decision by the Bank of Japan pushed up the yield on the 10-year Treasury note in this country 10 basis points. Nike surprised Wall Street with a quarterly report that showed revenues of $13.32 billion and earnings of $0.85 a share. CFO Matt Friend says he now sees Nike revenue growing for the full fiscal year. Chemical giant 3M says it'll stop making so-called forever chemicals by 2025. They earned the nickname for how long they stick around in the environment. Many have been linked to health problems from cancer to low birth weights. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Did you... on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Political Insights. Now your Political Insights from ABC News. The IRS is supposed to routinely audit a president's tax returns, in part to make sure the chief executive is not above the law. But House investigators checked and, in fact, 
the audit did, did not occur. Which is why House Ways and Means Committee Chair Richard Neal and all Democrats voted to release those Trump presidential year tax returns, a move condemned by Texas Republican Congressman Kevin Brady. A dangerous new era. The committee is asking Congress for new laws to guarantee those presidential audits happen. President Zelensky's expected joint session of Congress address comes at a critical time as Congress considers another $45 billion in aid to Ukraine and as President Biden is expected to announce a new round of military aid, including Patriot missile defense systems. Zelensky's visit to Washington is his first trip outside the country since Russia invaded Ukraine. Those are your political insights. I'm Andy Field, ABC News. Seven twenty-seven on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. An update on Shenango Street under the I-81 bridge. Until the end of the month from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. daily, the New York State Department of Transportation is flagging alternate one-way traffic and opening both lanes of Shenango Street in the evening. We're going to have some lane restrictions in Susquehanna County this week. State Route 1005 in Thompson Township. 1018 in Franklin Township, 1037 in Great Bend Township, 3029 in Forest Lake Township, and various roads in Lenox Township will have lane restrictions for road work like slide repairs and brushing. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 18 degrees outside. Today mostly sunny with a high near 36. Tonight mostly cloudy, a low near 24. Tomorrow, a chance of rain and snow before noon, then rain, a high near 40 degrees, chance of rain 80%. Tomorrow night, rain, a low near 39 degrees, wind gusts as high as 40 miles per hour, chance of rain 100%. Friday, rain before noon, then rain and snow between noon and 1 p.m., then a chance of snow after 1 p.m., a high near 48 degrees, wind gusts as high as 38 miles per hour, chance of rain 100%. Friday night, chance of snow showers before 1 a.m., Mostly cloudy, a low near 6 degrees. Chance of snow, 30%. 728. You're listening to WMBF. Twas the... WMBF. 7.30 on WMBF. Now time for an ABC Entertainment Update. Entertainment News. We're going back to Paris for the holidays. We always talk about work-life balance, and right now I am all about life. The new season of Emily in Paris drops today, and keep in mind while you're watching Lily Collins struggle to speak French as her character, the real Collins actually speaks French pretty well. It's a little bit difficult to pretend like you don't know how to say something in a way that you know it, but yeah, and to mispronounce it over and over and over again, it's like, I just want to... I just want to answer it fully in French. So um, it is tricky. All episodes of season three of Emily in Paris are out today on Netflix. DC and Warner Brothers recently announced a revamp of the studio's comic book movies. Phase one is coming, and we're learning that will not include Dwayne Johnson's Black Adam character. I kneel before no one. A sequel could happen down the line, though. But we do have a date for a Twister sequel, summer 2024. And Hollywood legend Jane Fonda is 85 today. We are not done yet. Jason Athenson, ABC News, Hollywood. Hey America, we need to have a little talk. We've got a lot of food in this country. We've got so much food that we can't eat it all. So how are 17 million kids in America struggling with hunger? That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks gathers surplus food and gets it to hungry kids who need it. 
Support Feeding America on your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Wednesday, December 21st. You're listening to WNBF. In Broome County Court, Peter A. Scott, age 75, of Binghamton, entered a plea of guilty to felony attempted assault in the second degree. Scott admitted that on the 22nd of June 2022, he did stab a 58-year-old male in the arm with a knife during a dispute at 138 Grand Avenue in the village of Johnson City. Scott has a lengthy criminal history, including a prior conviction for felony attempted robbery in 2019 in Broome County. He will be sentenced to one and a half to three years in New York State Prison on March 20th, 2023. Michael A. Korchak, Broome County District Attorney, said Mr. Scott has a history of violence and has not learned to control his behavior. A state prison sentence is the only way to protect the citizens of our community. The long-planned project to tear down five large buildings once used by IBM Endicott has received a big boost with a multi-million dollar grant from New York State. The village of Endicott is set to receive $6 million to help pay for the cost of demolition of 550,000 square feet of vacant industrial space along North Street. The buildings are part of the Huron campus. They're located east of McKinley Avenue. Mayor Linda Jackson on Tuesday afternoon said the award was the news we've been waiting for. She said she hoped the grant will help expedite the process of getting the unused buildings removed. According to the state announcement, the project will create a 10-acre shovel-ready site for anticipated new development in the industrial park. Chris Pelto, who manages the Endicott Properties for Phoenix Investors, last week told WMBF News he hoped the demolition project could get underway before the end of winter. The Binghamton Planning Commission has approved a project to convert part of a downtown office site into a place of worship, primarily for university students. The Ror Shabbat Center for Jewish Student Life of Vestal intends to develop the satellite facility on the first floor of a building at Wall and Henry Streets. The building now is used by Exila Technologies, which provides a range of business services. Rabbi Levi Slonim of the Shabbat Center said there's been an increased interest in providing worship and other opportunities downtown as the number of Binghamton University students living there has grown. Slonim said the organization offers services, classes, and social events for students and others in the community. Maxwell Leiser, age 35, of Ballston Spa, New York, pled guilty to drug and firearm charges and admitted to conspiring with the leader of a Schenectady-based drug trafficking organization to distribute cocaine base and heroin in Saratoga County. Leiser admitted that between December 2020 and April 2021, he conspired with Terrell M. Patrick, a.k.a. Light, to distribute approximately 465 grams of cocaine base and 198 grams of heroin in Saratoga County. Leiser further admitted that he unlawfully possessed three firearms and ammunition as a felon. Leiser faces at least 10 years and up to life in prison, a term of supervised release of at least five years and up to life, and a maximum fine of $10 million when he's sentenced by United States District Judge May A. Diagostino on April 20th, 2023. Joshua Mallory, age 37, and Gary Greer, age 36, of Fort Lauderdale, Florida, pled guilty this week in federal court in Syracuse to conspiracy to commit bank fraud and aggravated identity theft. In pleading guilty, Mallory and Greer admitted that they were involved in a fraud scheme known as Felony Lane Gang between 2015 and 2020. 
Mallory Greer and their co-conspirators traveled across the country breaking into cars, often targeting those parked by women at locations such as health and fitness centers, daycares, outdoor recreational parks, and dog parks. Mallory and Greer and other members of the conspiracy stole debit cards, credit cards, checkbooks, and photo identifications in these smash-and-grab vehicle thefts, and they used these stolen items to commit bank fraud by recruiting women to impersonate the smash-and-grab victims and drive through bank lanes and cash checks. The recruited check cashes were almost always suffering from an addiction to controlled substances and were provided payment, at least partially, in narcotics. Mallory and Greer each admitted that the loss amount from the conspiracy attributable to them is at least $95,000. The charges to which Mallory and Greer pled guilty carry a minimum sentence of two years in prison and a maximum sentence of 30 years, a fine of up to $1 million, and a supervised release term of up to five years. Mallory will be sentenced on May 1st, 2023, and Greer will be sentenced on April 19th, 2023. Mallory and Greer were two of nine men charged in a 13-count indictment for their roles in the scheme. Keyshawn Arnold, age 25, of Schenectady, New York, Terrell McDonald, age 32, of Troy, New York, and Tyrone Parker, age 40, of Fort Lauderdale, Florida, previously pled guilty for their roles in the indictment. Cedric L. Hudson, Jr., 36, of Syracuse, New York, pled guilty to possessing a firearm and ammunition as a convicted felon. Hudson was arrested in the town of DeWitt, New York, near Carrier Circle on October 17, 2022, when New York State troopers observed him driving erratically. He was stopped near a local gas station when it was learned his driver's license was suspended and a tow truck was called to remove his car. A search of the vehicle prior to it being towed located a 45 caliber semi-automatic handgun and seven rounds of 45 caliber ammunition in a magazine clip. Hudson was prohibited from possessing a firearm or ammunition. Having been previously convicted in Onondaga County Court of a felony drug offense in 2014, when arrested on October 17, 2022, Cedric Hudson was also the subject of a parole violation warrant from the state of North Carolina. Sentencing is scheduled for April 20th, 2022 in Syracuse, New York, at which time the defendant faces a maximum sentence of 15 years in prison, a fine of up to $250,000, and a term of supervised release of up to three years. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. I never wrote. When Dad needed help getting around, I became his driver. Soon enough, it was up to me to be his housekeeper and financial manager, too. When he moved in, I became his cook and even his nurse. But no matter what roles I play, I know I'm still his daughter. We understand the roles you play. So to help, we created aarp.org slash caregiving, where you can connect with experts and other caregivers. Visit aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. on WMBF. You're listening to First News with myself, James Kelly. The big sports news of the day. Carlos Correa coming to the New York Mets. A lot of New York fans may have some salty feelings about Carlos Correa after the Houston Astros cheating scandal of 2017 through 2019. Carlos Correa, obviously a big part of that. But can't deny that the Mets got significantly better. Replacing Eduardo Escobar, who will still be on the team, likely in a utility role, with Carlos Correa at third base. Now, Correa, a very good defensive shortstop. 
but with Francisco Lindor over at shortstop for the Mets. Uh, Francisco Lindor might be the best defensive shortstop in the game, or one of them in that upper pantheon of defensive shortstops. So Carlos Correa moving to third base. They're probably going to have a gold glove caliber defensive third baseman if you're the New York Mets, as well as the offense that Correa brings. I mean, everything he does offensively is just off the charts. Doesn't strike out as much as you'd think he did. Only a 20.5 strikeout rate, 20.5. A walk rate over 10, that's good. And he hits the ball with a lot of power. Average exit velocity of 90 miles an hour. It's the big baseball news of the day. Now, what does that do for Brett Beatty? As people may know, I'm a big fan of Brett Beatty. I think he's the real deal. But when you have Carlos Correa signed to a 12-year, $315 million contract to play third base, you don't really need Brett Beatty, your top third base prospect anymore. Number two overall prospect in the Mets system. So he now becomes a very attractive trade chip. There's a little chance the Mets would hold on to him for a bench roll. He's simply too good for that. You can't move him to first base because you got Pete Alonso over there. And second base is crowded enough. You'll never get Brett Beatty at bats. So I'd say there's a very real possibility that Beatty is either traded before the season starts or before the trade deadline midway through. I would highly doubt he goes a full year in minor league baseball with the New York Mets before getting traded. At this point, I'd say the only weakness on the Mets is probably their bullpen depth. So if Brett Beatty became a couple high-leverage relievers, well, that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for the Mets. You get something back for a guy that you can't use anyway, save for injury to Francisco Lindor or Carlos Correa, if one of them were to go down. Then it'd be nice to have Brett Beatty back there, but that's also why you have Eduardo Escobar signed. Escobar never meant to be the permanent third baseman for the New York Mets. He was meant to be that utility guy. But until Brett Beatty was ready, the everyday third baseman for the Mets. It's a lot of interesting stuff going on with the Mets. Spending money like nobody's business. Steve Cohen might be the first Major League Baseball owner to actually lose money in a season. I still doubt it. I still think the Mets turn a profit. Especially, they're going to be a very good team this year. People are going to want to come out and see them. High ticket prices, high merchandise. It's all around good for New York baseball. Mets and Yankees, both looking like 100-win caliber teams for next season. It should be an exciting summer. 744, you're listening to WMBF. on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. An update on Shenango Street under the I-81 bridge. Until the end of the month from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. daily, the New York State Department of Transportation is flagging alternate one-way traffic and opening both lanes of Shenango Street in the evening. We're going to have some lane restrictions in Susquehanna County this week. State Route 1005 in Thompson Township. 1018 in Franklin Township, 1037 in Great Bend Township, 3029 in Forest Lake Township, and various roads in Lenox Township. We'll have lane restrictions for road work like slide repair and brushing. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 18 degrees outside. Today mostly sunny with a high near 36. Tonight mostly cloudy, a low near 24. Tomorrow a chance of rain and snow before noon, then rain, a high near 40 degrees. Chance of rain, 80%.
Tomorrow night, rain, a low near 39 degrees, wind gusts as high as 40 miles per hour, chance of rain 100%. And Friday, rain before noon, then rain and snow between noon and 1 p.m., and a chance of snow after 1 p.m., a high near 48 degrees, wind gusts as high as 38 miles per hour, chance of rain 100%. Friday night, chance of snow showers before 1 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 6 degrees, chance of snow 30%. You're listening to WMBF. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. I want to be a warm place on a cold day. I want to be a bike that races around the country. I want to be a bench on a forest trail. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. For- on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Tech Trends. From ABC News, Tech Trends, the latest government spending bill is winding its way through Congress and it could have a big impact on TikTok. Federal employees will have to delete TikTok off their work phones if the latest government spending bill passes. John Cohen is an ABC News contributor and former Department of Homeland Security official. He says the concerns over the Chinese app start with data collection. So if you're using this app on a government phone, other government information that's on that phone is at risk of collection. Cohen says there's also the potential for the Chinese government to influence what users see on TikTok. So the concern is that the Chinese government could potentially influence the algorithms used by TikTok and funnel disinformation and conspiracy theories and other harmful content using that platform to American consumers and government uh, officials. TikTok has said the concerns over app security are fueled by misinformation. With Tech Trends, I'm Derek Dennis, ABC News. Hey everyone, this is James Kelly from WMBF. It is officially the holiday season, the most wonderful time of the year, and the perfect excuse to make some improvements to your car or truck. And JNR Auto Upholstery has everything you need to make your car or truck look great and get it ready for surviving a Binghamton winter. First and foremost, get yourself prepped for winter with $20 off remote starters, $30 off two heated seats, and $200 off snow plows and salt spreaders so you can eliminate all weather-related problems on your morning commute. But it's not just winter preparation that JNR Auto Upholstery can do for you. They have great deals on so many other things to keep your car or truck looking great, like $100 off spray-on bed liners, $20 off vehicle seat repairs and vehicle-specific seat covers, $30 off backup cameras, running boards, and step bars, and of course $30 off radio installations, so you can get your morning news with WMBF every day. So now is the time to visit my friends over at JR Auto Upholstery, 20 Emma Street in Binghamton. Visit their website at jrupholstery.com or give them a call at 607-797-6832 for all your car or truck needs. Well, I finally did it. I opened a 401k. What? Why? Just wait for the inheritance. We've definitely got a rich uncle somewhere. We're one call away from the winner's circle at the Derby, dinners with multiple forks, a vacation home in the country, using summer as a verb. You don't actually think that, do you? When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Do you know? 
7.54 on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Emmanuel quickly scored 22 points. Jalen Brunson had 21, and the New York Knicks rolled to their eighth straight victory, beating the depleted Golden State Warriors 132-94. Quinton Grimes added 19 points, and R.J. Barrett had 18, as New York extended the longest current winning streak in the NBA. Julius Randle finished with 15 points and 12 rebounds, while Mitchell Robinson had 9 points and 11 rebounds. Jordan Poole scored 26 points for the Warriors, who are without Stephen Curry, Andrew Wiggins, and other key players. The Knicks are back in action tonight at 7.30 when they host the Toronto Raptors. The Knicks now 18-13 and 13 on the year. They're sixth in the Eastern Conference. Rangers in action, Evgeny Malkin and Brian Rust each scored a power play goal as the Pittsburgh Penguins beat the New York Rangers 3-2 to stop their seven-game winning streak. It was the first meeting between the division rivals since New York rallied to win their first-round playoff series last season. Sidney Crosby scored his 18th goal and had an assist for the surging Penguins, who have won 8 of 9. And Pittsburgh is 15-3-2 in its last 20 games overall. Tristan Jari made 26 saves and extended his winning streak to 7. Chris Kreider scored twice for the Rangers. Igor Shesterkin stopped 21 shots, but lost on the road in regulation for the first time this season. Some football news. Zach Wilson will start at quarterback for the New York Jets against the Jacksonville Jaguars on Thursday night football this week. Coach Robert Salas says Mike White still hasn't been cleared by doctors to play as he recovers from broken ribs. Wilson has been taking the snaps with the starters during the walkthrough practices this week. He'd been benched for three games to work on his mechanics and mental approach. Wilson had an up-and-down performance in his return last Sunday in the Jets' 20-17 loss to Detroit. He was 18-35 of for 317 yards and two touchdowns. American League MVP Aaron Judge and the New York Yankees have finalized their $360 million nine-year contract, the third-largest deal in baseball history. Judge hit 62 homers last season to break the previous AL record of 61, set by the Yankees' Roger Maris in 1961. Judge's contract trails only Mike Trout's $426.5 million deal with the Los Angeles Angels and Mookie Betts' $365 million pact with the Los Angeles Dodgers. And Judge's $40 million average salary is the highest for a position player, behind only New York Mets pitchers Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander each at $43.33 million. And Justin Verlander says owner Steve Cohen and his willingness to spend his hedge fund fortune on building a World Series contender is the reason he joined the New York Mets. The team introduced Verlander at a news conference on Tuesday. Verlander agreed to an $86.7 million two-year contract on December 5th. It's part of an off-season spending spree in which the Mets have committed more than $476.7 million on free agents and added starting pitchers Kodai Senga and Jose Quintana. Verlander turns 40 in February and will take Jacob deGrom's spot in the rotation. But the big news in the baseball world, in a wild twist overnight, Carlos Correa has agreed to sign with the New York Mets hours after his pending deal with the San Francisco Giants fell apart. The New York Post, citing anonymous sources, probably Scott Boris, was first to report early Wednesday that the prized free agent shortstop agreed to a $315 million 12-year contract to play third base for the big spending Mets, subject to a medical evaluation, which became an issue with the Giants. ESPN also reported the terms of Correa's agreement with New York, citing an anonymous source. Mets owner Steve Cohen told the Post the Correa deal puts his team over the top. 
Cohen and Correa's agent Scott Boris negotiated the agreement together in Hawaii, according to the Post. A big addition for the Mets. We talked about it a little while ago. Carlos Correa going to be playing third base for the Mets. That's a big deal. Correa, really good defensive shortstop, but Francisco Lindor, one of the best defensive shortstops in the game. So that infield defense for the Mets is looking pretty good, especially on the left side with Lindor and Correa. Obviously, the Mets not too concerned with what the Giants found in Carlos Correa's physical. We'll see. Still has to be subjected to a medical evaluation for the Mets to have this contract go through. 759, you're listening to WMBF. Have you? This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Closing out hour number two of WNBF's first news with myself, James Kelly. Got one more hour to go before we hand it off to Bob Joseph for Binghamton Now, ABC News. Coming up next.